The following program is paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4. Every weekday, News Radio 1240 KQEN brings you local information at 4 o'clock. Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Little John and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, we be live. Here we go. Doing. I know we're doing the social distancing thing. We're doing the phone call in thing. And we're, we're in the office uh, in separate rooms, not because we have to do that, but because otherwise you get weird features on the headset. If you're trying to figure out what's going on, you have tuned in to the True Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, David Littlejohn. And with me in not a studio. <laughs> in the office is Katie Shook. So I actually came into the office today um i've been working from home david you've been kind of 50 50 i'd say half working from no, home mostly half the office. mostly office, mostly I, office. Work, I work a lot <laughs> you know i always say i'm kind of like a police officer right i'm on duty pretty much all the time so uh work can happen in weird places but uh so there's been plenty at home because of the uh, the education classes for kids that we've done so i do most of my prep work for that at night for the next day but uh but yeah, I, I come well, into the I've, office on I've purpose. Been, right, and I've been home just because I am now the homeschool teacher, the nominated household homeschool teacher, along with trying to... Um, hey, judge. can I nominate all of the parents that have all of a sudden become homeschool teachers for some kind of like like meritorious valor award for <laughs> for stepping into this thing? Uh, now, it's for all those people that are already homeschooling that are sitting there going like, oh, well, you know, we're tough. Like, look, you chose that pathway, right? And, you know, God love you for it. But for a bunch of people that weren't prepared, it's been foisted upon them. Uh, you know, I've got to say kudos to you for trying to figure it out because t- part of the theme of today is – we're not okay. Yeah, it's not okay. It's okay. It's okay, but it's not okay, right? There are things that are broken right now, and we'll, it's okay to just fess up to what it is. It's, it's not ideal, right? Uh, some things are better, right? I see a lot of people spending time with family and kind of getting to know each other again, and people are actually bored of Netflix, so they're trying to look for other things to do. The one thing that makes me laugh is my kids always go, Mom, we want more time with you. And, yeah, they've had a lot of mom time lately. And they're like, when can we go back to school? We want to see our teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's it's always uh, – it, You always want what you can't have, right? Right, like, right. Oh, it's I like, want more time. Okay, Mom, I don't love you that much anymore. Can you go back to work, please? Balance so. is elusive. It is uh, elusive. But, it's uh, a unicorn. You know – I, I think that you can get closer to it. it. There's periods of life when you have more balance and periods of life when you have less balance. So it's definitely a moving target. But let's let's just call it what it is, which is this massive uh, routines have been just rocked. And whether you're a creature of habit or not, I got to tell you, you're a creature of habit. Like we all are to a certain extent. You just don't recognize it. I mean, when was the last time that like, think about it? Like you wash your hair or you brush your teeth like the same way. Right? 
It's like the same. So you have all these little micro routines that you do, and in the big stuff, maybe you're, you know, oh, I'm spontaneous until you're not, right? This, and that's what's happening is everything in life is being sort of restructured involuntarily for most of us, and it's got hackles up. It's got people that are they're frustrated they are in small spaces they're being teachers how am i sorry like if you guys are learning common core math sorry <laughs> My, sorry there's, there's a couple there's a couple memes out there right now that crack me up and i feel like so fit my life right so now my kids don't do common core but the one that makes me laugh is the one that says, well, for all you Common Core people, they're all going to learn how to carry the one, right? Because old school math is back because mom and dad are teaching them the way they know how. Um, and I'm going to quote Mrs. Ryan, who's my daughter's third grade teacher this morning. They were actually – so the cool thing is they log into Google Classroom, and the teacher's just available every morning for help, which I think is really awesome because it gives the kids a little sense of – like an anchor, right? It gives them a chance to kind of feel like they're still related to people. And I, what I love about it is even though she's available for an hour and a half, half of, a half an hour she nominates just as social time so that the kids can all still interact because they don't get recess together anymore. They don't get their playdates anymore. Um, but she said this morning with math, going back to the math meme, was uh, she said, you know, there's only one right answer, but there's lots of ways to get there. And I think we need to remember that too, right? Like there's some things that are finite, like math is pretty, the numbers don't change, right? Or the answers don't change, but there's lots of different ways to do it. And Common Core is kind of a proof of that. And I think a lot of teachers are also giving a lot of grace to parents, knowing that our teaching style is not their teaching style, right? And so it's a lot of fun. My other one that, that is my favorite meme that's out there right now says, uh, you know, talk to your, um, basically like talk to your type A people, like call your friend who's outgoing because okay. <laughs> like the people that are used to being out in public and I am totally one of those, like used to being out and around people and get your energy, like all of your extroverted people, call your extroverts because they're having a hard time sitting in one spot and like not seeing people, not going to visit, not talking. It's, it's hard. Like, I don't know if you feel that way or not, David, but like, I just miss social gatherings. Like even just coming to the office every day and seeing you guys, like even that little social element of our office, I totally miss it every day. Yeah. It's, um, it's not ideal. And, and that's, that's the part of that. I, I keep getting back to is it really, it's not okay. We are all making it work, and it's great. And and that's really, I think, part of what, what this this is going to be a generational moment for us, right? I mean, that's the reality of things. Is that uh, I, I look back, I tell the story about you know the first day I was ever in Roseburg, I, I interviewed for a job. It's also your parents' wedding anniversary. Yeah, it was nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, you weren't you in the interview when it was all happening or something like Yeah, well, yeah, crazy? I was driving here in the morning from uh at the time I grew up kind of in a suburb of Eugene and I was uh, headed down and this was happened on the radio and we were all distracted. It was the weirdest thing, but uh, obviously there were bigger plans involved because I've been in Roseburg ever since. So there was something to it. But you know, that was a generationally defining moment. Right. And, oh yeah. And this is not – what's weird about this moment is it's not a moment. It's a period, right? It's this span of time where we're all having to make sense of 
the world and there's been some really radical intervention that, that changes the way we live day to day. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it will be, it, it will normalize. Okay. Like I have to tell you that it will normalize because eventually we're, folks will be less kind. <laughs> That's a weird way to put it, but eventually yeah. folks will not stay not working forever. Right. I mean, right. Like it, it won't happen. You can't shut everything down for so long. Uh, I, Imagine you have this globe that is spinning. If you just stop it all of a sudden, everything starts flying around and falling over, and things break. So you you need to have it spin the right way, or that stuff doesn't balance. It was built oh to my gosh. work that way. I was totally watching the movie Core like two days ago. I don't even know that... what you're talking about. What? Stop. I know. All right. I live under a rock, apparently. So that movie was about the, literally the Earth like had stopped spinning, like the, the center of the earth had stopped spinning and it was causing breakdowns in the atmosphere and the magnetic fields. And they had to like go jumpstart the center of the earth <laughs> is okay. the premise of the movie. But, but kind of what you're saying, like the world just doesn't stop turning, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, things just don't stop moving. Um, it is, it's just a crazy time. I kind of wonder what I like, I find myself pondering, like what kind of impact is this going to have on my children? Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's going to impact them. But in what way? And then I kind of find my mind wondering, going, you know, did my grandparents when they were doing, you know, like nuclear drills or bomb shelters or doing all this stuff that we just don't do anymore? Like my kids don't know what a bomb shelter is. I know of them, but they weren't really around when I was little. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. is this is, is this that moment in time in history that like our generation, our age group is like severely impacted because it was a big deal to us. But like the kids are like, yeah, I kind of remember that time we were on lockdown. Like, you know, like how, I just wonder how much of their life is it going to really affect them, I guess. And I mean, we won't know that answer for many decades to come. We'll kind of figure it out when they hit their twenties and thirties. But, but do you know what I'm saying though? Like, I just kind of wonder what, what little things we take forward with us. Yeah, no, it, it will define some things for sure. And I think it's going to redefine a lot of things that we do in our economy. One of the things that we have been resistant to in many cases are now being forced upon us by these circumstances, and you can't hide from it anymore. Okay, like the, the, the idea that you can do, well, <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> I, I was thinking more along the lines of this, this distance work economy, right, where you're discovering that there are ways to leverage new technologies and to work from afar. Uh, you know, that was always kind of a trade secret of ours was we had this ability to be very distributed and be responsive in emergency situations and uh, – I think if you talk to our clients, what you'll find is there's been very limited interruption in terms of our ability to to serve, which was very much by the design of how our practice was built from the ground up. But other a lot of practice what you preach, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you say you have the tech, now it's a like now prove it, right? Right. Don't tell me you have it and then don't have it. Um, I will say though that it's it's definitely weeding out people who either were technology users or weren't. Because uh-huh. there really is not a lot of, like, analog paper option at the moment, right? It's true. It's, it's, this is going to – if if there was one interesting – nobody's really pointed that out, Katie. I'm glad you brought this up. In fact, 
This is a really good point. Let, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna set up. Take our break. This, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do the break because I want to come back to that point. I think you just brought something up really really interesting about a cultural divide of technology and what it may look like moving forward because it's relevant for our investors, right, and for our people listening. So let's talk about that when we come back. But we got to grab a break. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn. I'm Katie Shack. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. The Apple Peddler in Sutherland is open and offering curbside service for their full menu, including their exceptional desserts. A little comfort food might be just the thing, right? This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. All right, we're dialed back in here, gang. Only this time. So here's what I'm going to ask. Uh, we, you know, since we're doing things in an unusual fashion, I'm going to communicate with our engineer while speaking here. And I'm just going to say if you end up getting weird wind noise, we are outside because we can. I might go pacing on my thinking wall. Uh, and so I think you should. <laughs> this is this is actually like really cool. By the way, talk, talk about leveraging technology. So, if you have never been to our office, if you if you don't know us yet, um, we we have headsets. Oh yeah, the wind's definitely going to pick up. You might not get your wall. Bummer. Um, well, it's picking up on mine. But um, so we we have headsets and we walk around the office and we do different things and. So we were just outside because it was nice, and it's kind of fun to be mobile. Like, usually we're sitting in the studio kind of locked down and attached to the microphone. Do you want the conference room? No, we'll go ahead. Totally share. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to separate ends of the office so that we don't get such bad feedback. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just neat to be able to be moving. So if we seem a little more breathy, it's because we're moving. <laughs> we're getting that blood flowing. Okay, so exactly. we were talking about – We'll get my steps in. But no thinking right. wall. We went back inside. I can see the beautiful sunshine out there, though. And I am, I am ready for this because we've talked about it. I am solar powered, so I'm totally a fan of the sunshine. You are. I'm just a fan of later nights because then I can get more done out in my yard. But Okay, so we were talking about paper and analog. and Well, you brought – I don't know if you meant to do it, but you talked about this idea of this – so certain things aren't – they're not going to translate. Right? right? They're not going to translate to get onto the internet and do what they're going to do. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to share just a little bit. Uh, folks know that my wife is an educator, right? So she's a professional educator in music, right? And right. watching the development of curriculum for distance learning puts people without access to technology at a significant disadvantage. Yes. And I think this is the point where there has been generationally some folks that have said, I don't really want to deal with computers. I, it's not the way I do it. I'm old school. And I go, the old school way is about to become inaccessible. Well, yeah. Obsolete. You can't, I mean, you know, just. It's, wor it's worse than obsolete to me, though. Obsolete sometimes, like you could still get a VCR to work. I realize that sounds ridiculous, but you can actually still get a VCR to work. It's going to be tough to find an eight-track player. Okay, true. It's like they're Although, gone. They're, they're, it, they're, it, it's what plugs in though, because even if you have a VCR, 
because everything's constantly adapting these days, like teeth different plugs in them than they used to. Um, laptops. But, but RCAs, actually, analog inputs are still available. But you're right. Like I know what you're about to say. Like laptops don't have the same cables anymore to connect to monitors. Well, not even just that, but like, okay, so, so right, going back to technology, so my daughter goes to dance school, she goes to Leap of Faith, which is a local dance company here in Roseburg, and they've gone to Zoom classes online, right, not Zumba, but Zoom, <laughs> um, to, that the teacher can still teach them the dance classes, because guess what, dance must go on, and um, God bless my husband, Thomas, I love that guy, you want to talk about technology, he embraces it with both arms wide open. And I said, babe, I really need to be able to hook the laptop up to the TV. And he goes, hold that thought. Runs, goes and gets an HDMI cable, which, by the way, my laptop supports. Not Old laptops don't have HDMI ports, right? So mm -hmm. HDMI cable from the laptop to the TV. My daughter is dancing in front of this nice big TV. She can still see her teacher. Everything's good to go. And it's like she's in dance class because it's life-size, right? And the rest of the parents are like, how did you get that done? And I'm like, HDMI cable. But it's, hey, which again, is actually a very low tech. Well, it's not that it's low tech, but it's, there's nothing new about HDMI. That's been around for yeah, almost 10 years. Right. But if you don't natively plug your laptop into your TV at home, it's going to take somebody a minute to go, huh, how do I go about getting this to sync up, right? How do I go about yeah. getting it all yeah, to Yeah, there's work? a bunch of people out there with Apple TV that's saying, you know, I could just stream it on my phone and then cast it to the TV. Yeah. But this is not the true technology show. It might true turn into show. that. <laughs> the true well show. So, but the point is that for folks that are going to be at a significant disadvantage if they try to, to stay analog – in an environment where we're trying to do things at a distance, right? Right. Because right. we don't have a bunch of couriers that can put papers in a briefcase and shuffle them around to you, and your teacher is not going to be able to effectively <laughs> deliver the personalized one-to-one -one lesson format or one-to-many but in a, in a group. So right. it's going digital. And right. I, I wonder if this is in a sense that – it's a generational push where, where people that have been resistant, it's just you don't get to be resistant anymore. You know, I've watched as schools have been checking out uh, laptops or their Chromebooks, but, you know, they're, they're checking these out to students who didn't have access, and they're trying to scramble to get Internet access for all these families so that distance learning can be achievable. And here's the thing. I wonder if – there's, there have been people in the education arena now for years that have been saying the model of education needs to be addressed because of the not only the funding but the classroom management challenges with uh, the, the regulatory environment and what you can and can't do to discipline children in the classroom today. And this really puts education on its head. Right. 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 So, so does it? And now it's really hard to go back to the other way and have people say, well, it, it, you know, it doesn't work at all. It's like, well, you know, we're going to find here in the next couple of months that certain things are going to work. So to Not everything, to see but something. It's like a hybrid model comes out of this where people are like, hey, we meet together twice a week and some of it's online. Or if it's still a send your kid to school thing the, because parents need somewhere for their kids to go like I'm, it'll it'll just be interesting to see what kind yeah, of yeah yeah a little bit there's actually i'm not, I'm not i don't want to get into the education models because again i'm not an expert in this let me let me just be very clear i'm, I'm speaking at a high level about this 
uh, you know, it's one of those where I've seen a few TED Talks. I've had uh, conversations with people that are far uh, more intelligent about this stuff than I am and much better informed. Uh, but nevertheless, the, the education model of using the teacher as more of the uh, the custom tutor to help people with concepts and then letting the, the the distance learning model be how a lot of the information is sort of distributed and scheduled. Those are There are some really compelling cases around that. So I think that we're going to see that system-wide. How about right. signatures, right? We've always used a pen and ink to create a signature uh, as, as sort of a way to authenticate somebody's identity. At a distance, how are we going to secure somebody's identity? Right. And there's, and there's even hiccups in that, right? I mean, there's, you know, one of the formats that our, one of our custodians uses is a DocuSign, which a lot of people are very familiar with. But where is DocuSign getting all that information? And I've noticed lately that there's been even some hiccups in their system, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are like, this information doesn't match me at all. And then I'm going, crap, is there fraud? Is there, you know, like my mind kind of goes to the dark place. Like, is somebody else using your ID? What's going on? Why doesn't it work? And so, you know, tech, technology is not perfect, right? It's never claiming to be perfect, it, but we have to understand what we're doing and how to use it. And then well, and keep in mind, forward with it too. We just did something extraordinary. You know, imagine if, you know, you're used to having, it's just like when everybody tries to evacuate an area. And what a road that normally has perfectly reasonable capacity for ordinary traffic flow is completely inadequate. You know, I'll oh, use yeah. the example around here. Try to leave <laughs> after a concert at the fairgrounds. <laughs> okay? Try to leave after a game at the Ducks Stadium. Yeah, and you <laughs> or just, try to get into a game at the Ducks Stadium. Yeah, and you know just how crazy it is when you cram a bunch of people in. In essence, we did that with technology. We just said, everybody all at once, go. And so every system is being taxed because it's getting – the capacity is just getting pushed to the, the brink of breaking. Man, foresight. Wish I would have bought more Amazon and more Zoom. <laughs> Although, <laughs> interestingly enough, doing good. Amazon, not at all-time highs. Zoom did really well and came right back down. So – that, that's, a, that's a fun segue into the bigger picture at large here of how, as investors, you know, what are we seeing right now? I can sum this up. We don't even, we are not even going to take a break on this one. So let, me, let me sum up the investment markets right now so that everybody knows. I'm, I'm going to give you a really solid on what's happening and how you should play it, okay? So I'm going to give you straight up advice that you can take to the bank right now. We're all guessing. Okay. We're all guessing. <laughs> There's, there is no, there, nobody knows yet. And so anytime somebody comes out and says, well, look at this analysis or look at that, I go, well, that's lovely and all, but you're taking a calculated guess. We have limited data, and the understanding of the data that we do have is oftentimes colored with an agenda that goes with it because somebody is trying to compel one behavior over another. Well, in confirmation bias, we've talked about biases on the radio yeah. before. We've talked about, like, are you looking to, for data that confirms what you think you know? Or are you looking at the data as raw data, right? Because it's, you know, if you go, well, I think the market's going to do this, then you're going to find data that's going to support your theory. Yep. You're so, going to look for it. It's just one of those deals where I can't help but – chuckle at folks that are trying to call this thing perfect. 
here, here's what I can tell you. We broke a lot of parts of this economy. Whether we want to call it broken or not, when you hit the pause button, things break. People get laid off and businesses have revenue that stops and rental properties stop getting paid for and loans stop getting paid for at banks. And the whole system has this massive impact. Okay, So this is a segue into something that I think we should talk about a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I want to sort of set everybody up to understand this. Think about the number of businesses you know that are now closed entirely. And think about others that are just barely on life support, right? I mean, a lot of the restaurants in the areas you're at, uh, there, are, there are many professional firms. That look at all the, the medical practices that are considered non-essential, right? They're just closed. Like, go try to get your teeth cleaned. Not going to happen. Really? Right? Yeah, you're, you're not, you can't go to the dentist right now because well, not – face masks. And shields and Correct. things that they use. That's it. Oh. They can't get the supplies to operate, and so they're essentially closed. So uh, it's not that they're non-essential as far as operating, like they should be open, but they can't get the supplies that they need to do their job. Well, no, they were actually told to stop. Really? Yeah. I mean, these were things that were considered um, non-essentials. Now, you can still get emergency care, but but getting a lot of these other cares, that, yeah, it's like you you they don't have – the resources to, to do it anyway. So whether it was an order or not, the reality is you're not going to go for teeth cleaning right now. And so even that will have some health consequences. There will well, be an increase in that. cavities, you know? Right. But but if you – yeah, there will be an increase in cavities because parents are trying to motivate their children to do their schoolwork with candy. Let me tell you, that is a true statement. Um, the rise in cavities, right? It's the cavity rise of 2020. Yeah. But what what happens with it? So let's talk about long term really quick. I know we got to take a break. With insurance, if you know that you're supposed to go once a year to get it, and it's based on a like a one year cycle, and you get put off three months because of this thing, how does insurance make up for it? And we don't have the answer, and that's part of why I insist that there is guessing going on. However, this is the segue. So Dale, get ready. Okay. However, what we have is a situation where the government is going to try to intervene. So I'm going to talk about what the government is attempting to do, and we'll get into some of the weeds on that one. But we got to take our break. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN.
This is KQEN. Look at four on 40 KQEN. All right, gang. Here we are. Back. Not in studio. We're all... In the office. I in know. the LJ office. I feel like we're in the hood. Like, I should go gangster. I, I know, know, right? So, I, I am... Um, uh, well, I'm still not making our our secret fun announcement, but we we often talk about should we set up more of a studio environment so that we can do this from the office and then we can stream it live online and we can record it and we can let other people call in and, and deal with but some of the things. But do you know what this just proves? The answer is yes. Yeah, we can get away <laughs> with it. Yeah, the answer is yes. Like you just basically answered, dear KQEN, that yes, we can do it. Well, although yeah. I think it's easier to be <clears throat> there with the engineers and folks than it is at a distance, but it's not insurmountable, right? We've got this. So um, anyway, look. Um, although they're I, not, usually the engineers are not in the same room anyway. We're giving them the same verbal cues on the radio that we are right now. It's true. It's yeah, not like they, they're sitting there staring at us. They're in a totally separate room, not looking at us. Well, I I also enjoy going to see everybody at the station. That is the it. extrovert in you, right? It Don't forget about your extrovert, extrovert friends. We need I know. too. And it's the worst. I and my love language is is touch too. I like to give hugs and you know, so not shaking hands and not being able to give hugs is hard on me. But uh we'll you know, we'll work it through. It'll be all right. Will the rise of teddy bears go up for people needing to snuggle? Yeah, I don't know. Well, so <laughs> yeah, and this this surprised me. You're you're not aware of the teddy bear phenomenon? No, the the bear thing in the window. I was yeah. not. But now I want to go home and totally do it. So what happens is, if you're going to take your kids out for walks and things like that, because remember, it's a uh, what is it? A, a distance and safe, or there's some kind of terminology. It's not to formally a shelter in place where you can't leave, but it's a don't go to certain places and keep social distance and all that. But they still encourage you to get some exercise and, and get out where you can safely. And mm-hmm. so so what, they, what is happening is folks are making scavenger hunts for kids. And so you Aww. place a teddy bear in your window and, you know, the kids go out on a walk and then they try to find the people that have the bears. That, now, have you done that yet with your kids? Yes, and have, do people have teddy bears in their They window? do, all over, even in our neighborhood. Uh, it, they're, uh, so it's a really cute idea, and I think what you're going to see happening, we have, uh, what is, is this it called? Is this the tire thing, uh, like now that I'm aware of the teddy bears, I'm going to see them in windows you, you everywhere? You totally will. You'll see them. But also, uh, we had, uh, I think it's called Next Door or something like that. It's an app for neighborhoods. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and so we had a handful of sort of neighborhood champions that have been out there encouraging this. And so every now and then they'll send through the app, they'll they'll notify people and say, all right, well we're going to do this now, and it'll be a different thing, you know. So they're they're trying to make it for like over uh, St. Patty's Day, it was, but you know, put a clover up for them to to go hunting for, and so it's it's just it's cute, you know. It's a it's a way to try to make some lemonade out of this situation. Right. My neighborhood's talked about doing a block party, but like, a, you know, a six foot distance block party. It's like we're all just going to bring our picnic tables out into the street and like kind of hang out with each other, but still be in our like section, you know, yeah, like maybe a driveway party. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's tough because we are social animals. Right. And 
look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get there. I'm, I'm not gonna go where I want to go with some of this conversation because we're gonna do our part here. Uh, we're all we're all gonna you know keep keep doing the best we can to slow the spread of this thing. And right. a lot of this is just like we talked about with technology. When you start to see things break because everybody jumps on all at the same time, that's essentially what happens with hospitals. Right? Hospitals were not designed to have a third of the population jump into a hospital all at the same time. We just don't have that kind of capacity. So right. by spreading out the rate of infection of this thing, what it does is it buys the hospital's time to get some people healed so that that revolving door can handle the new people coming in. Right. Because you know, can I give a – sorry, on the hospital note, can I give a little quick shout-out, which I think is really cool? In our area, there's a thing called um, the Umqua – it's like the Umqua Sowers group, something like that. And I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name. But um, Umqua Warriors. And what they have done is these women who are home right now have been hand-sewing face masks mm-hmm. for the hospital and for other medical workers and stuff like that. And so far, they have done over 20,000 face masks in, like, the last couple weeks. And they're getting dropped off at a location, and they're getting sanitized and everything and sent to, like, the people that need them. But, like, again, there's just these moments in time when I am so proud to live in Roseburg. Like, the community called, and Roseburg answered. And they're still making them. Mm -hmm. Like, Joanne's is giving away kits to help do these things. Like, there's things that I'm just like, go team, right? Like, we're not just sitting around doing nothing. People are trying to do something that they can to help, right? It's like, well, I have the time, and I have a sewing machine, so I'm going to do what I can. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, a really neat thing that that's what it, folks are stepping up in the ways that they can. So let's talk about, speaking of stepping up and what's going on, you know, uh, there's a massive intervention program that is underway it's a, a stimulus program and, and there's oh actually a, a, a an intervention if you will a monetary program that right so we're, we're seeing two-pronged attack the federal reserve is trying to stabilize the fixed income market by being a purchaser of uh, a number of different types of bonds in the marketplace so treasury bonds and even mortgage-backed securities which is what makes the mortgage market go people wonder like why can't i get a lower mortgage on my um, house right now it seems like rates should be super low and yet they're not and it has to do with the mortgage-backed securities uh, i i am trying to i have somebody who's on notice and he keeps dodging me for whatever reason because he's been busy. But uh, I, I want to get a guest on the program really to talk about this because I think it's a fascinating subject that, that our listeners would really benefit from learning more about is how this mortgage market is working right now. Right. But, but that's not the purpose today. I want to talk about the stimulus package that's going on and how that may or may not end up working. It is – exotic but essentially the the federal government passed the cares act right Right. and and what it amounted to was if i'm I'm gonna try not to butcher the numbers here so nobody go and get too tricky with me but uh in essence 350 billion dollars with with the possibility of another 150 billion to follow earmarked for small business and small business is defined primarily as businesses with 500 or fewer employees. Wow. 
There's also, and this is going to be administered through the SBA, which is the Small Business Administration, and the SBA has a lending component to it. So the SBA actually guarantees certain loans for small businesses, and they partner with banks to help give funding to small businesses. Well, the SBA is partnering with banks for the PPP, right? (laughs) Could we have found a better acronym, please? The Payroll Protection Plan. Right? The PPP, okay. Right, Payroll Protection Plan. And what this appears to be is for small businesses, Mm -hmm. it appears to be a forgivable loan that it can be used for things like primarily payroll. It's designed to help keep people employed. So they want businesses to keep people working. So they will give you up to eight weeks. It's it's a loan. It's a low-interest loan, and it needs to be spent on payroll. On payroll, yeah. Or rent or utilities. Those are the primary categories. There's some other idiosyncrasies, but for the purpose of this show, we don't need to get into the weeds too deep. Right. Uh, so you need to keep the lights on and the people in the office. Now, it's being administered through banks. So you need to go to a bank in order to submit an application to do this because okay. the bank is going to be the ones that sort of help facilitate it. So with with this process, if if 75% of your expenses or more are for – payroll. Okay, so you can't go take this thing out as a loan and then pour a bunch into non-payroll. But if it's if 75% of this goes into payroll, okay, or more, they're saying that this loan will be forgiven. Wow, okay. so that's that, pretty awesome. So just so we're clear, that's not a loan anymore. That's a grant. No, that's a gift. Right? And the really interesting thing is they're saying the business is not going to have to record that as income received. It's just going to be money that's non-taxable to the business. Now, people may say, oh, that's that's crazy. Why would you do that? So we'll think about this for a minute. If you give the business the money and the business keeps people that would otherwise have been laid off employed, those people keep getting a paycheck and they keep paying their taxes. So some of it's going to get retaxed in the system, but some of it is the government essentially giving away money. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you have all these other people, let's let's play devil's advocate on that one. So, well, right? yeah, what's a, more expensive, right? Do we put them on unemployment? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like unemployment for, and then for how long, right? Right. P- paying two months of somebody's payroll versus six months of unemployment, way more cost efficient. Even though it it looks like a large chunk now, it's really not. It's a bridge. It's a bridge to get us over the hump, is that what, and that's what they're doing, right? And they're trying to keep the economy going, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's certainly the idea is it is, by definition, a stimulus package. Um, now let's, let's talk about the ugly side of it, right? The ugly side of it is that this package also includes with it all kinds of pork, okay? <laughs> so, Are we getting spam? So if you if you realize what pork is, pork is the stuff that they sneak into a government bill in order to uh, get somebody to vote for it, and it's just pet projects, and uh, it's it's part of the problem with our our dysfunctional government, anyways. That we you get an, uh, a a piece of legislation passed, and it's 1,200 pages long, 
and then those 1,200 pages get distributed to the various bureaucratic bureaus that will have to execute and implement these policies and procedures, and they would just add even more layers of administrative bloat. So you get things like, and I'm not trying to pick on it, but uh, like there was like a, the Kennedy Art Center got $35 million. I don't know why that was a carve out for stimulus to, that there's a, but you know, they're, they're giving money to things like museums and they're, they're pet projects. Right. right. And you may really love museums. And so I'm not saying whether or not it's the right expenditure. I just don't know that I agree with it being crammed into the stimulus bill. Well, and what I've heard too, is that there was a lot of like um, things that they couldn't get passed before or things they couldn't get paid Oh yeah, got like, kind of thrown in there. Like, oh hey, by the way, I couldn't get it paid before, but now I'm gonna. It's like you know, everybody getting reimbursed for everything right now. Yeah, and here's things that, like, it, do we really need to address fuel efficiency standards for jets in a stimulus bill to try to keep the economy on life support? There were things that just got crammed in, and both really? sides of the aisle did stuff like this. And let me just say it straight out to all of our politicians that would try to rationalize this as saying it's just the way business gets done in DC. Shame on you. Yeah. Right. I, I shame on you for turning this into an opportunistic situation. Shame on everybody that's pointing fingers and blaming somebody else when we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, you know, we've had decades to prepare for this and failed. And while there are things that have been handled well or poorly throughout this crisis, Enough of the finger pointing as if, you know, like your team is smart and the other team is stupid. Everybody's stupid right now. Okay. I mean, we all, we all got into this mess and, and, you know, maybe we just keep electing the same people or maybe smart people are unwilling to take the job because they realize the system is so badly damaged. But whatever the case, we as voters get to own this. So that's where we're at in the stimulus package here. And I'm realizing now as we're running long, I guess we'll grab our last break at this slightly sour note. I'll bring it home happier than that, though, right? <laughs> Let's talk about where we see some silver linings. We'll talk about silver linings when we come back. Until then, this is David Littlejohn. And Katie Sheck. And you got True Wealth on News Radio 1240, KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Yeah, so it'll, it will do that. It'll be cool, Katie. You'll see. Um, <laughs> carpet. Carpet and paint. Carpet and paint. And Lots bears. of natural oh light. And bears. Yes, bears. Right? Bears. So that's the threat down. All right, there's a cultural reference for you. Uh, <laughs> So speaking of colors, what about these silver linings that you keep talking about? I know. Look, there are silver linings. Uh, for one, well, um, the stock markets had a really pretty good rally off of the the bottom. Uh, you know, it it was 
It's been a couple of weeks now since the really deep discounts. Things are still on great sales, but uh, we had uh, didn't rally higher today. But we're we're trading um, at the higher end of a range that I have sort of been sniffing around at with some of our quantitative analysis. Okay. Uh, clearly down for the year and clearly not out of the woods. Okay, so if if I were to tell investors anything, and I have to be very careful, roommate, right? I mean, I'm I'm not offering you advice here, but I'm going to tell you that there is much that's unknown, and so it's hard to get excited about a big market rally from here. But we may have priced a lot of the damage in already. May have again. That does not say the market cannot go lower than we've seen, but. Uh, you know, we're, we're starting to see a lot of government intervention. We're going to see some uh, checks get in the hands of people. And I also have this is a, an interesting theory. It's not fully corroborated anywhere, but my, my expectation is uh, they will begin to reopen the country again uh, sometime either end of April or mid May, uh, even though the virus will not have run its course. But what right. what they will have done was sort of spread the point that we will have ramped up medical capacity. Uh, hopefully there are some other courses of treatment. And so I don't think that this thing stays on lockdown until September, right? I, I mean, we're seeing not. people saying things like that. Now, some of the larger events that are scheduled for the summer won't happen because the the logistics chain leading up to those events has been broken. And we won't be capable of pulling that chain off fast enough to get it done. So you'll see concerts and other things that would have happened in the summertime just not happen. Uh, I think we may not see Major League Baseball this year. Right, like it, it, it may not happen in the traditional sense. Well, and uh, even like even if we got the virus on clear enough, like I kind of wonder about those too. Like, are people just so fearful of sitting in a big group anymore? Like, has it made it kind of a panicky thing? Are people going to have panic attacks being in a stadium with yeah. other people? Well, and people are still – there's a tremendous amount of fear associated with the virus. Some people more sanguine than others, but it, it is serious, right? If you look at the folks that have gotten the, the virus, it's hospitalized a lot of people, and it has – you know, some people that are otherwise surprisingly not in the, the target demographic, they were younger and healthier, and they didn't make it. So there, there's a lot of fear with the unknown around this virus. But I think the more that we learn and the more we, we gain the skills and the resources to manage this illness for folks, the better off things will Will continue to get and so the the like I said the stock market while I, this is no guarantee nor is it advice again may have already priced the worst case scenario in uh, it's again I, I think we could see lots of sideways trading go on so there may be more opportunities to buy on sale for people if that is an option for you and and I I expect like historically has happened that the ship ultimately writes itself and we move forward I don't think this is the beginning of the end I really right. don't. I'm more optimistic than that. Uh, and, and I think knowledge will really empower more and more people. But uh, that, that's, that's sort of my expectation is that we will get back on track. Uh, but, you know, kids are not going back to school. And we'll have not, to figure not out. Not this school year. Maybe right, they're, in they're September, not, but not this school year. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I feel for the high school seniors that are going to not have the traditional uh, high school experience and the traditional graduation experience and so forth. I, I genuinely feel for you. But uh, 
you know, it won't be the first time in history that there's been calamity that struck and that as a result, uh, you know, folks' lives have been altered and they didn't get the, the typical experience that we may have wanted. So anyway, those are just sort of my big picture thoughts on this one is that, that we'll course correct, gang. This is America. America is the if, – if ever there was a place where necessity breeds invention, it is here. So we're going to make it, gang. We'll be all right. Anyway, we're out of time. So look, catch us. Uh, go, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're doing education for kids, and we, we need two more subscribers to hit 100. So somebody go subscribe. And Katie, how do they call us? Uh, 541-375-0898. All right, gang. We're still in business, and we're happy to help you. If you need help with investments, give us a shout. Until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. And Katie Shuck. And you've been listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240, KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or...